Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, priviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a fantastic show for you today with an inspirational guest. Running ambassador Amy Haas joins the show. To call Amy an avid runner would be a terrible understatement. She's an ambassador for a running lifestyle, and she currently has the imperious goal of running a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles, in each state in America. Her goal grew out of a passion for running that developed after her first half marathon in Chicago, which she ran back in 2013. During that first event, she ran it with both purpose and passion as she was running for her cousin Scotty, who had passed away from cancer at a young age. Amy ran with Scotty's sister Melissa in support of Children's Cancer Research. Her training for half marathon number one was less than ideal. She had to push herself to get into what she called running shape. Amy feels that every day we are given is a gift, and she wanted to remind herself to embrace that. Since the training and completion of her first race, Amy turned to running as a way of life, as a way for her to be free, to find herself, push herself to see how far she can go, and as a way to count her blessings in a world where tomorrow isn't guaranteed and today is a precious gift. For Amy, running isn't just a release, it's given her life meaning. Since that first race in 2013, Amy has completed half marathons in 37 different states. Amy's desire to run in different locations is fueled because she wants to live her life with wonder, adventure, and purpose. Now, in addition to this terrific goal, she also created the Run With AIM program, which is a women's running community where they run, have fun, and get things done. On today's conversation, Amy chats with us about that first half marathon in 2013 and why it was such an impactful weekend. Amy also discusses how her running has adapted and changed over time and how running has enhanced her life. Finally, Amy and I do a little bit of rapid fire back and forth, talking about all the different races that she has completed. This was such an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. I had a lot of fun chatting with Amy. I deeply admire the goal that she set out to do. And, and I love that although she has an end goal in mind, she's not focused on specific results. She embraces the journey. And I think it's such an admirable quality of hers. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot from her. And she is such a great ambassador for fitness, but specifically running. Thrilled for everyone to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on Amy Haas and let's learn. Amy, you're attempting to run a half marathon in every state, physically in every state, and it all began back in 2013. What race did you enter, and why was that event so impactful on your life? So the first race I did um, was in Chicago, Illinois, mm -hmm. and my cousin actually asked me to race it with her, and we ran it in honor of my cousin, his, her brother, who passed away from leukemia. And so we ran it to raise money. And so it was super meaningful for me just to be able to do that with her. But at the time, I had no idea that I was actually going to do anything with running. I just thought one and done, it, I'm going to help raise some money for this. It's going to be super like wonderful. And then I finished the race and something just kind of clicked. And it was like the ending of it was so exciting. And it was like everybody was so supportive and everybody was so happy and proud of themselves. And cheering each other on. It was just an atmosphere that I felt like I knew I was going to do it at least one more time. So that first one definitely got me into it, but um, I still had no idea after that first one that this is what I was going to do with my journey. Did you enjoy running prior to that? No, I did not. So you're like most, <laughs> most people, yeah. 
<laughs> um, I played soccer my whole life. So up until my running took off, I was playing soccer every day, um, went to college, played soccer, and then just kind of did this half marathon on the back end of my soccer season and transitioned right into it. <laughs> One thing I love about your training is that you don't focus on numbers and every day you run your way was what you call it. So what's your personal mindset behind that? So for me, honestly, from the very beginning, um, my biggest thing was that my running was supposed to be fun. It was supposed to be an escape from everything else that was going on in the world and everything else in my life that needed me. So to take that out of my running would be, in my opinion, like a disservice to myself. So I think our bodies are extremely smart and I like to listen to my body. I like to listen to what it needs. And if I need to add speed, I, I can feel that I need to do that. And so far I can say that it's gotten me pretty far. I mean, I feel like running it my way, like for example, today I was supposed to do 10. I was running and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like doing that extra mile today. And I'm not, a slave to my running like I am in control of that running if I feel like stopping at nine stop <laughs> like it's okay I agree with that philosophy your body is the most accurate computer of how you're feeling and some days yeah. you need it but how do you balance the I'm gonna listen to my body but there's also times where I don't need to listen to my body and I need to go a little farther or I need to go a little faster yeah so I do Right around um, like race times, I will try to go for some specific numbers. And, but I try to do it even still with a little bit of grace. So I'll go for, I set up a lot of ranges instead of time goals. Um, I try to set up ranges for myself, even in races. Like I'll set up a range goal instead of like a time goal. Like I'm never going to be somebody who says, I want to get a 125 half marathon. I'm going to be somebody who's like, it would be great to get under a 130. And so in that way, I feel like I add some, like, some, like, standards to my running, but not so many that I take out the joy of it or I set myself up for disappointment with it. I think that's smart because of times where I've been in races where something goes wrong or the path is wrong. I was in San Antonio in the half marathon there, pouring rain. Before that, I was like, I'm going to set a PR today. And immediately when that happened, you're not setting a PR and it's pouring yeah. rain. You had to adjust. So I, I think that's a smart tactic on your end. There's just so many things you can't control. Like mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, it's race day. There are lots of things you're not going to be able to control and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And psychologically, if you were just strictly focused on that number and you know you're not going to meet it, it can really ruin your race. and It can ruin your time. And like you said, you're focused mm -hmm. on having fun. So yeah. I think that's a very viable tactic. You added the travel component to Fill Your Life, as you described, with wonder, adventure, and purpose. So why is that important to you? And thus far, do you believe that you have achieved the goal of having wonder, adventure, and purpose? So, yeah, I, I started adding that kind of as I went. So the second half marathon I did, I, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And so I went back home and ran my second one back home with my family. And then I decided to do another one in Ohio, which is where I live now. And so I thought about it and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I've ran a half marathon in three different states. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that's when I really started to reflect on like why I started and my cousin. And I started really thinking about like, I am so lucky to have ran a half marathon in three different states. Like, what are the chances of that? And so... I just started adding kind of one after another. And at a certain point, once I got to like four or five, 
it really clicked in my head like you are so lucky there are so many places to explore why not just keep going and try to really like maximize this and it became a real I feel like every state I add it becomes more and more meaningful to me it's more and more of a a meaningful goal because there are places that I never would have expected to go that I I've gone to just because it's like well I really need to check off Maine so like let's go like we're gonna travel to Maine this year and it's stuff like that where I didn't know what to expect going to Maine. I didn't know what to expect going to Oregon. Like there are these places that I wouldn't have gone if it weren't for setting this goal for myself. So I feel like it is achieving that goal more and more every single time I get out there. And with each state, sometimes you're going to have a race in the, in the big city, the city that you've heard of. And sometimes you're going to have it in obscure towns, small towns, maybe hours away from the airports you've mm -hmm. never heard of. How do you choose? What's your philosophy on that? Yeah, there, we have ended up in some real weird spots. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it comes down to a lot of like just logistical things, um, trying to balance flying and driving so it's not too expensive, trying to balance southern states in the colder months and northern states in the warmer months, yeah. trying to like look at my schedule and see what I have time for. So there are so many different pieces that really go into it that I kind of just go down the months of the calendar um, with the states and the races and I just pick like, okay, I think this one will work for this one, but it might be cold. So then maybe I'll do this state that time instead. And so it gets really kind of confusing, but it's, it's also part of the fun of this is like trying to really like, it's like a puzzle that I'm trying to figure out as I go and it's getting tougher and tougher. <laughs> one of the reasons you're addicted to it so much is solving that puzzle. Mm -hmm. How has running changed for you since 2013 in your first half marathon? Do you now train differently and have you added additional components on your training? Yeah, when I first started out, I mean, I didn't even have, I didn't have a, my watch. Like I didn't track my runs really. I would run with my phone and I would just set a timer and just go. And I didn't really even know how far I was really running. It, it, it's changed so much for me over the years because I never saw myself going, continuing this far. I, I had this lofty goal, but I didn't really have any targets of when I was going to do stuff. So for a while, I was only doing like one a year. And so my training wasn't that intense. I would, I would do a training cycle and then I would rest for the rest of the year. And then the next year I would do another training cycle for another race. But over the years, I've done races more regularly. And now I race almost every month. So my training has definitely increased in mileage, but it's become smarter. Um, like I listen to my body way more now because I know like it's just one more race. Like it's not the end all be all. Whereas before I was so strict with myself because I was training up to this one specific event that I needed to like get right. But I've become a lot more relaxed with myself and a lot more just at peace with however a run is going to go. It's a lifestyle now, so it's it's yeah. process oriented instead of product oriented. Exactly. What about just personally or emotionally, psychologically? How's your life changed since 2013? A lot has gone on since then, um, but a lot of the reasons that I ran have changed a lot. Um, I feel like when I first started running, it was just for training purposes, like I was just doing a specific race. But a lot has changed with just like now my life is so busy and my life has so many different pieces and I have a job and I have to do this and starting this business. So running really has taken on such a 
crucial role of just my release from all of that. And so I feel like every year as my life gets busier and busier, it becomes more and more important for me to keep that like pocket of space for myself. Did your time as a collegiate athlete help you in the preparation and some of the training? Yeah, I would say soccer, if for nothing else, helped me build so much strength that I rely on so heavily now. Like injury prevention has my, my lack of injuries over the years has a lot to do with my being a college athlete. Um, and that's one thing I try to explain to other people who ask me a lot of questions about running is just the reason I haven't had those injuries is, is because a lot of work I did prior to even my running journey, um, which definitely set me up for a lot of success. Tell me what Run With AIM is and what inspired its creation. Yeah, so Run With AIM is a, it's a women's running community, and I, I actually just started it about six months ago. Uh, and it kind of piggybacked off of me starting the Instagram to share my story in the first place. I started my Instagram account about a year ago just to document all the states. I didn't really have anywhere that I kept all of them together except for on a blog, so I thought it would just be a fun way to document it. But as I started posting more, more and more women started reaching out to me just about running in general and asking me questions and asking me like how to do certain things. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I was like, what would really be nice is if all of us were together. And it wasn't just me that you were getting this feedback from, but you were hearing from all these other people that have very similar experiences or questions or want to know similar things. So. I just decided to make this community of women that we all work together and I create some challenges and I provide resources and I open up space every day for us to talk about specific things like training or strength work or gear or safety. And we just talk about all of these things as a group. And it's been incredible, honestly. I've never had a women support group like that. And it's nice to like be able to bond on something that we all love so much. So. Very cool. You're an ambassador for the lifestyle and for the sport. With all the different runners I've talked to, there's always a different approach mentally. One ultramarathoner told me that on the way out, he thinks about his problems and on the way in, he solves it. Other people listen to podcasts, other people listen to music, other people, nothing at all on the headphones and it's purely meditation, meditative process. And there is no right or wrong way. And I think I do elements of, of all of that. So for you, what's in your head and do you have any specific mantras that you use when it comes to meditation? So for me, honestly, I, I used to listen to a lot of music. Running used to be like a really pumped up thing for me where it was like, it was my like release from everything. But I think over the years, it's become more and more peaceful. <laughs> um, I don't listen to music anymore. I pretty much go out and whatever comes into my head, that's what happens. Um, but I do use a few, a few, I guess, quotes during my races. Um, one is that I start with my head, I keep going with my legs, and I finish with my heart. I, I think about that every single race because um, I really try to start smart. I try to keep my keep my head on right at the be at the beginning so I don't burn out because I've learned from experience uh, that is not the way. Um, but that's one I use, and then the other one I use is just um, she believed she could, so she did, and that's that's one I think about all the time because when it really comes down to it, like if you believe you can do it and you've trained to do it, you can do it. Like just put one foot in front of the other. And no matter what that looks like, it doesn't have to look a specific way, but if you believe you can finish it, you can. Um, so 
I just keep going by that state by state, race by race. Fantastic mindset. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last year? And it doesn't have to be running related. Mine, mine is definitely running related because when all of this, when COVID started, to be honest, I thought this dream was going to be on hold for the foreseeable future. I was like, I'm not traveling. Like everything is pretty much on hold. And I was really starting to get worried that all of this stuff that I had worked so hard for was just going to be gone. And like, I didn't almost have an identity anymore because I had made this such a big part of my life that I was like, what am I going to do? But I really started learning that it's okay to adapt and it's okay to adjust. And instead, what I ended up doing was in the middle of summer, I just took a personal road trip, like just by myself in my car. And I traveled through four states and I got out of my car and I ran 13 miles and I got back in my car and I kept going. And I just spent a week just in all COVID friendly, all fine. But I really learned that like, I don't have to register for a specific race and I don't have to do the whole traveling for like a week at a time to a specific place to explore and to try everything. Like really I, I can adjust the journey for whatever life is going to throw at me. Like I don't need to, my journey to be this perfect cookie cutter. This is the way I have to do it. It really like opened my eyes to, there are so many different ways that you could get this done if you really want to get this done. Like if you really want to keep going. So it goes back to you not searching for specific results as well. Just it being something that's a process that you enjoy the journey, not necessarily the destination. 37 states completed thus far. So real quick, kind of rapid fire state, a race that really kicked your butt. Oof. Um, New York. I don't know why the race itself was not hard, mm -hmm. but it was a down back, down back, down back. And that in my head was just like disastrous. I was like, this is going to be terrible. I don't want to keep going back and yeah. forth. And it was raining really hard and it was just disgusting out. And just mentally, I feel like I woke up in this weird headspace of like, it was supposed to be nice out. I'm in New York. Like this is crap. Like I was, I just got in this weird headspace and I barely finished it. Mm -hmm. I was like barely, barely moving at the end. State with the best natural outdoors. Oregon. Uh, that was a gorgeous race. It was up in like the mountains and you had to run uphill and then you ran like all through the trails downhill. So it was really crappy right at the beginning, but then it was amazing because you were running downhill and you had the views at the same time. It was beautiful. Favorite city half marathon you've completed? That one I think would be San Antonio. Uh, I really loved it. I, I had no idea San Antonio had a river walk and I got there and I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And my mom was like, you didn't know about this. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. Like, I love it. And they have tons of breweries and it was it was so much fun to explore and the weather the weather was just amazing event that you ran that had the loudest and most supportive fans and of spectators and observers hmm. that one was for me personally i don't know if this was for the whole event but actually i think it was i think this one's pretty hyped up but um little rock arkansas wow. was a huge one it was like this big party the whole time and I I won first female for that one. So when I came through, it was just like this madness that I'll never forget in my entire life. It was this moment that was just unbelievable. But that whole race, everybody was so supportive. It was 
whenever I'm in it, if I see someone who's on the side giving out high fives, I seek them out, especially at mile 11, 12, though. Oh, I yeah. need them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like, I'll intentionally smile at people like, and like wave just because I know that it like, it like ha makes me happy. And I'm like, I need to smile. Like you need to smile at them. <laughs> Even after I've completed events, I've stood along the side just to cheer other people on. Cause it's, it's such a mental thing. It's like, you need it. It really is. The whole, in, like the whole atmosphere of races is just mm -hmm. something so special. I feel like you don't know what it's all about unless you do one and you drink the kool-aid and then you're like oh this is why you love it so much like event that you have already completed that you love so much that you would do again Ooh, that's a good one hmm i would definitely go back to maine i would definitely go back to utah uh both of those were awesome utah it was in Ogden and that one I would definitely go back. I would do that one any year. Um, yeah, those, those are the ones that pop out immediately. Location that you've had the most memorable post race meal. Post race meal. Um, I would say that one was Maine too, because we, for some reason or another, we just went so many places afterwards. We just like kind of hopped and hopped around from place to place. And it was, it was a lot of fun because we were just sitting there on the harbor and it was it was a lot of fun to explore. And favorite place purely as a tourist? Mm. That's a hard one. There have been so many good places. Um, I would probably say either San Antonio mm -hmm. or maybe, I guess, Las Vegas. <laughs> I did. I did Vegas. Um, the rock and roll one there okay. and it was at night and it was just so much fun it was yeah that's the that one i do at night fun. with 37 i'm sure there's been some unusual and even funny situations that have happened so has there been a memorable one in that case yeah there have been a few i've gotten lost on a few races oh. <laughs> um i actually got lost once and i was in second place oh, no. and i i veered off and the girl who was in third place passed me and then called over her shoulder, wrong oh, she, way. Yeah, and she waited. Like, oh, yeah, she won. She beat me. I was like, oh, really? But I've gotten lost a few times. But um, outside of that, the, the, the one that is the funniest is they held it on a motocross track, but they didn't have it like marked well. And so people were just running in circles and nobody knew which direction they were supposed to be going. Wow. And so everybody is like running into each other, running the wrong way. And I finally found the finish line and I was still only at like 11 miles. And I had to turn around and keep going. My mom was like, Amy, you're going the wrong way. And you're like, I haven't hit the, I haven't hit the. I was like two more miles. She was like, what? Like, what do you mean? That's incredible. One of the unique things about running and races for those who haven't done it is that alcohol is directly tied into finishing. They're often sponsored by alcohol. There's often alcohol. As you cross the finish line, someone's handing you beer. What's your drink of choice after an event? Uh, my drink of choice is definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I usually will have a post-run beer, like wherever I am if they offer it. Um, but my drink of choice is definitely a mimosa. Me and my mom, every time after I finish a race, we'll head wherever we can to find a mimosa. And that is like my drink after okay. a race. I like that you're doing half because half is the best distance. Anything I, after that, you're physically damaging your body when you do a I full. agree. Yeah, that, 
people have asked me why like 13.1 why not do a full marathon like like i feel like they kind of put down the half as like not being like a complete marathon or something yeah. and it's like a half i can run and still be able to explore the day like during the day like i can finish yeah, i'm not in bed I can yeah. walk away feeling good like i can walk away and be like i have the whole day ahead of me mm -hmm. like i can even go hiking afterwards if i want like it mm -hmm. is I can recover from that and I can even do another one the next month with the yeah. marathon. You're down, like you're down and out. <laughs> Eventually you're going to reach this goal of out of 50, probably sooner than later. And after that, you're probably going to start looking into other countries and I know you will, and I know you're going to look into other international locations. So what are some of the international locations that not to get too far ahead of yourself as you're still searching for the 50 states, but what are the ones that you're kind of dreaming of down the road? There are some that I would definitely be interested in doing. I really would love to go to New Zealand. That is one where I'm like, if I go international, that is one of the first three probably that I'm going to try to do. Um, I'd love to go like to Argentina or like down in South America and do a few. Um, I would love to go to Australia and do one. Uh, there are definitely a few that stick out. I, I was actually, I was researching Antarctica and seeing oh, like the cost for what it would be to run there. And I do think if I made like a five year plan, it's possible. Yeah. But I mean, that's like a life goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's like something you, I would dream about forever. But um, yeah, there are definitely some in my head that I am already pondering. <laughs> So what's next as the world gets a little bit back to normal and more races come back? What's the plan for the year? Yeah, so my next one is scheduled um, in April and it's in New Jersey. It's in Atlantic City. Uh, that'll be state 38. That'll be my first state that I've I've done since since last February. So um I mean I've done states, but it hasn't been new states and it hasn't been like races per se so this will be it'll be amazing to get back out there um i'm super excited and then after that i have a few in my sights for like the rest of the year but nothing pinned down quite yet just because i'm trying to take it slower uh last year i had them all mapped out had registrations bought and then boom 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 canceled so i'm just trying to kind of take it slow this year um and see what stays open but hoping to get another like eight done this year okay and you'll be returning to my state arizona yes i'll be repeating arizona in two weeks so that one was kind of a spur of the moment decision though i i it was sold out completely mm -hmm. um and then somebody on instagram was like i can't run it anymore you can have my bib like i'll transfer it to you and i was like yes like i would love to go to arizona again so I'll be going to Arizona. I'm cool. I'm really excited. <laughs> how can people stay up to date and how can they follow you and support you on your journey to all 50 states? Yeah, you can either follow me um, on Instagram at race across the states or I do have a blog if anybody wants to see the states or the races that I've done or you're interested in seeing some of the places that I've been. Um, and that's raceacrossthestates.com. Super easy. Same as the Instagram ham handle. Um, yeah, those two places are the best ones. This was fantastic. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for fun. having me. This is this is fun, definitely. Yeah. Well, awesome. I hope we chat again, but thank you for a day. See ya. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Wasn't she fantastic? Best of luck, Amy, on your future races. 
For more information, check her out at raceacrossthestates.com or you can find her on Instagram, raceacrossthestates, where she'll update you with her schedule and you can go and cheer her on the next time she's running in your city. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Adiento.